Welcome, welcome friend to the business of personal brand photography. I'm your host, Paula Brennan, coming to you from Australia. And I am a personal brand photographer who is super passionate about sharing all that I know and love about this beautiful corner of the photography industry, which is personal brand photography. And by word, it is growing so much. I don't often go into social media apart from doing a little bit of research and just connecting with a few of you who say hello. And it has been very interesting to me. Something's happened to my algorithm and all of a sudden, all of the personal brand photographers are coming my way and there's lots of you. So it's super exciting that I'm getting to see your feeds and I'm getting to see your ads and I'm getting to see lots of good stuff that everybody's producing. And so I'm loving how much this is growing. And it's funny because I get asked a lot about, do you worry about sharing what you learn? No, I believe that the more we can raise this industry up and the more we can share, the better the industry will be. There is so much work here for us photographers and it's only going to keep growing as this internet world keeps growing. So I believe that people will always need to have beautiful photos photos taken of themselves and the more we need to show each other um, each other online <laughs> then the more work there's going to be for us and so I am really happy to bring this episode to you today but I wanted to start first with a story because I believe that this is gives good context to why I wanted to do this episode today. A few years ago, my daughter, when she was about eight, so we're going back a few years now, but she decided with her friends that she wanted to start a lemonade stand. She had a few girlfriends over, they were all playing and they came up with this fantastic idea to make money. Now, my daughter is quite entrepreneurial, which I love. And so I actively encouraged it, right? I was like full on, yes, let's do this. It's great. Now, in full context, the girls did not make pure lemonade. They got Sprite and they put some food coloring in it, but hey, it was good. (laughs) They were, you know, ingenious about how they were doing things. But what was really cute was that they spent a good portion of the morning together creating this beautiful stand. So they got some of the plastic cups that we had or paper cups that we had, and they were drawing pictures on the side of the cups. They got a table from my garage and they put a a thing over the top of it and they were decorating. So they're putting up big signs and all of that sort of stuff. So they they spent a lot of time in the preparation to get this going, right? Now, at the time, we lived across the road from the beach. And so they thought it would be a great idea to go across the road onto the beach side where there was a footpath going right along the beach. And they decided to set up their table with their stand there. Now they went across, it would have been sort of in the middle of the day and they set up in in a, in a good spot, I would have thought. There was usually lots of um, passing traffic there, but it was right in the middle of the day on a really hot day. Okay, so they sat out there, it was, they set themselves up, they sat out there for about 45 minutes and they probably drank half of their profits in that time. <laughs> and about 45 minutes later, a little bit deflated, These girls came trudging back across the road, uh, red-faced, a little bit hot and overwhelmed and utterly disappointed because they only sold one lemonade. Okay. I don't know how many, I think they might've brought across enough to make like maybe 
a dozen or two dozen, can't remember at the time, but they came back and they'd only sold one. And so, you know, quite naturally, they were a bit deflated, a little bit sort of underwhelmed by the pickup of their offer and they never did it again. Okay, so (laughs) that was the the end of the lemonade stand in our neck of the woods. But it reminded me of a lot of my failed campaigns, this story, right? I remember the very first Christmas I ever tried to set up a portrait campaign. Okay, so I had my beautiful studio. I didn't have much traffic coming through it at the time. I just started it in July. I decided to do a Christmas campaign and I spent ages figuring it out and tricking it up. So we're talking back in like probably 10, 10 11 years ago now. And this was before there was a lot of, you know, easy to manage templates to create sales pages, before there was lots of easy hookups for software to be able to connect email, before it was easy to put payment buttons into your websites and get bookings online, before it was easy to even just, you know, physically deliver a gift voucher. This back in the day, it was a lot harder to do a lot of these things than it is right now. And there wasn't as many tools and things around. So I had to manually sort of figure out a lot of the stuff and I had to do a lot of kind of courses and YouTube videos and and all of that and so what ended up happening was is I spent on that Christmas campaign I'm gonna say it probably took me a solid maybe seven or eight days to set up and a lot of late nights too because I was still working during the day so a lot of nights were spent creating that campaign and creating the sales page and creating the buttons to click up and the automations to try and send out the emails afterwards and all of that kind of thing, that when I actually finally got it up, it was crickets. I, I got hardly any bookings. I remember that first Christmas, I think I got like a handful, like not even a handful. I think I got like two or three bookings. And for the amount of time and effort that I'd spent setting up the campaign, it was actually really disappointing. <laughs> it was. I, I felt like those hot poor little girls that came walking up the stairs into the house, into the aircon, just completely deflated because I'd put in so much effort and it just didn't kick off. Now, if this has ever happened to you, my friend, this episode is for you because it's one thing to put together a beautiful offer, but it's another thing to be able to make it work and make it sell. And I have seen so many photographers who spend so many hours and days putting together amazing offers, but then when it doesn't work out straight away, they can get deflated, they can lose steam and some will just chuck it all in. So if this is you, don't worry, you're not alone. This is what this is all about. And I want to show you six main reasons why your personal brand offer might not be selling right now. So the first reason that you may not be getting any conversions or sales on your offer at the moment is most likely because you're not driving any traffic to your offer. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, I mean marketing. (laughs) And I know that a lot of photographers don't like the term marketing. They get scared about it. But you need to be getting people's attention if you want to be able to get conversions and want to be able to book your shoots. So a, a great mentor of mine once explained this to me. He said that your offer is like your freeway or your motorway, depending on where you are in the world. And your marketing is the on-ramps. So you need to think of how many different on-ramps can you create for this offer and how can you bring as much traffic and much of the right type of eyeballs to your offer as possible. 
just simply posting on social media, you know, doesn't work anymore. The algorithm is not our friend as much as it used to be. In 2023, the algorithm is very difficult to win over and you most likely only about 5% of your posting is ever going to see the audience that you're um, that you've already got. Okay, only 5%. And I think that number is even a little bit less when I look at my own stats. So what you need to do is you need to make sure that you are working different channels and you're working different ways and finding different opportunities to lead people to find you, okay, and to find your your sessions and, and to find your offer. And so obviously, you've got the social media platforms, you can use paid traffic on any of the platforms as well. You can use things like challenge or competitions or anything like that to drive attention as well. You can, of course, use your emails. If you've got a database, actively emailing people is a way to be able to drive traffic to your offer. But there are lots of other ways too, okay? You've got to get creative and you need to think about it. But are you currently looking for where your audience hangs out, trying to get their attention and trying to bring them over to your page so that they can find you and discover you? and learn how to work with you, okay? It's as simple as that. The right kind of people finding ways to get their attention to bring over to your world to discover you, okay? That's what it's all about. Now, you can do mass marketing and things like that, but if it's not targeted and if you find that you are not currently getting results where you're looking, then you might need to look at other opportunities. And as I say, it's a multi-pronged approach. You can't just have one road to the freeway anymore. There needs to be multiple on-ramps in order for your offer to be able to have success, okay? So it is a work in progress and it's always something that needs fine-tuning and tweaking. But once you find a mechanism that works for you, then it's great because you're off to the races and then you can focus on other areas of your business. So first reason why it might not be working is that marketing element. So the second reason why your sessions might not be selling is is your offer clear, okay? Are you using a bunch of like photography jargon or can I click quickly and easily discover what's in it for me when I land on your page, okay? I don't need to know a lot of jargon and all of that sort of stuff. I don't need to know the photography language. I just need to know, is it for me or not? And is it clearly laid out? Are you clearly showing me what I'm going to get? Can I clearly understand the experience that I'm going to get from you? And is it clear what I'm exactly going to get in the packages? Because I think a lot of the time us photographers can overcomplicate things, right? The best thing you can do here is get a friend who's not a photographer to have a look at it for you. If you're not sure and ask them, is this clear? Is it clear? Do you understand who it's for? And are you interested in my offer? Because if it's a no, you need to go back to the drawing board, my friend, and have another look. Because oftentimes when I land on the, the sales pages of photographers, I get confused and I'm in the industry. <laughs> okay, I know what that stuff means. And even I can get overwhelmed and confused. So is it clear? Is it simple? Is it easy to understand? And can I get a sense of exactly what I'm going to experience? Is it quick to load? Is the page easy for me to navigate? Does it read well on mobile phones? All of these things need to be examined. And if not, my friend, you need to go and take a little bit of time, take a day off from whatever else you're doing and focus on this because it is a core reason probably why your offer or your brand sessions are not selling right now. Now, the third reason why your sessions may not be selling is a little bit of a controversial one, I think, but I need to say it. Um, is your stuff, is your work, is your pages, are you starting to look and sound like everybody else? 
It's very, very easy for us to be influenced by other people and it's very, very easy for us to want to look the same and to offer the same as everybody else. But if you start, if you buy into that and you start to try and emulate and look the same as everybody else, your work is going to start to be blah out there in the marketplace. And I I don't mean to be mean when I say this. I mean, you need to find your own unique voice and you need to find your own unique style. Only a couple of episodes back, I was showing you about AI and sales pages on AI. And realistically, everybody is going to start looking like everybody else when they start using these platforms to create their copy. And if you're looking at other photographers for inspiration, yes, do that. But can you put your own flavor on it? Is your filtering different? Are you fi- Have you got your own po- unique point of view? It's very important for you to find your own voice within this industry. Yeah. So as much as I teach the systems that I use and all of that kind of thing, one of the biggest things I'm always trying to help photographers with that I work with is to really find their own unique path. Okay. It's to really find your own identity and your own positioning within this industry so that you do stand out, not that you start to blend in. Okay. Because otherwise people will just start comparing you on price. And that's a really, really difficult market to be in when you're starting to compare on price, because there's always going to be someone cheaper down the road than you. And sorry, I'm just going to say it. There's always going to be people who will just shoot and burn and hand over the disc of all of the photographs. And they're going to be able to do it at a much less price than you most likely are if they don't have the same overheads as you. So I want to help you to navigate out of that competitive space and move into a different echelon where people start to recognize you and you start to look different to everybody else out there. So it's time that you had a little bit of a deep dive on yourself and have a look at how you're languaging what you do and how you're filtering and presenting your work and capturing, of course, how you work with clients that's unique to you. And if you need help with this, of course, I would love to help you inside of my membership. But this is stuff that you need to be working on so that you can stand out and you can find your audience and you can find those people who are absolutely going to love you. And as soon as they land on your page, they feel like they belong. They feel like they've landed in the right place and they're ready to get their credit card out because that's what I want for you. And that's what I know can happen because I know in my own world, I get so many phone calls each week from people that go, as soon as I landed on your page, I just knew I needed to be photographed by you and that's the truth that's something that happens in my world and I know that's because my language and my positioning and my imagery is unique to me it feels like me it feels like my brand and I want that for you too okay so the next reason why I think your shoots might not be selling right now is that maybe your financial structure and the way that you're offering your pricing is just not achievable right now. And I want to put this in the context of when I'm recording this. This is happening in the earlier parts of 2023, where there has been significant financial changes in terms of inflation rising, the interest rates are going up. And so people's purse strings are getting tighter and there is definitely a little bit of a pulling back in the luxury market. Now, that's not to say that personal branding is necessarily a luxury item, but perhaps higher spending in this market is. And so what I want you to think about is how you are currently offering pricing and affordability for your clients. 
is there a way that you might be able to make the payments easier for people to achieve? So let's say you put it on a payment plan over three, six or 12 months. Is there a way that you can reduce the barrier to entry? So maybe it means that the deposit and the starting price point is a little bit lower. Now, that's not to say that you're discounting. By no means do I want to see you discount at all. But you might find that you just need to restructure the way that your clients can enter into working with you financially so that it makes it an easier yes for them right now. Okay, because you don't want people to have to go, oh, well, I'm going to have to wait till the end of the year when I save up to so that I can have that photo shoot. Is there a way that you can get them to say yes now and they can pay it off later? That's definitely something that I offer in my business is payment plans in order to be able to make it easy for people to say yes today. But I also know that that's not necessarily an option for everybody else. So have a think about the ways that you can structure with people to make it a little bit easier. Right now, the market is definitely slowing down a little bit. And so I don't want to see you lose work that people desperately need. They need you and you need them as customers. So I don't want to see you lose them because the price point on your website currently now has, you know, a big four figure in it. And it's just not necessarily something that people can achieve today to say yes. So maybe you might just put a smaller deposit, as I said, or a smaller booking fee in order to get the process started. Maybe you do put a slightly different package in so that it makes it easier for people to say yes to. Maybe you start a subscription style working way of working with you where people are paying ongoing so that the payments are smaller and more manageable coming out of their business than one big chunk coming out once a year. Okay, they're all things for you to think about, but I think that that could be a very good reason why you're not necessarily booking right now if that's if you do have are working at that top end at that higher end of the spectrum in the pricing. Now, the fifth reason why you may not be selling your personal brand sessions right now is if you're not reviewing and making changes. So I told you about that story with my beautiful daughter and her lemonade stand. Now, I suspect had she tried to go out in the morning when it was cooler or in the afternoon when it was cooler, where there's a lot more traffic of people walking along that path along the, along the beachfront, I reckon she probably would have had a lot more success with her campaign. I reckon if she had tried maybe a different color because the color the coloring that they put into the lemonade was pink, right? So had they maybe tried some without the pink dye, then perhaps she might have been able to sell some more. I think had she tinkered with the positioning of her stand and maybe if she'd moved it into a more prevalent space or maybe moved it up the road or down the road near one of the car parks, she probably would have had a little bit more success. Okay. And so I need to ask you this. Are you reviewing your current offers? Are you reviewing the success of your campaigns and your sales pages? Are you tinkering with things? Are you making little tweaks and changes and then seeing if that changes the effect of it? Okay. Now, what I want to be really expressively kind of honest with you about is that you cannot make significant changes to everything all at once in order to find out the data. And it sometimes can be a little bit of a long process, but you do need to stick with it. So you might try one week just changing the alterations of the way that the images are configured or changing the images. Then the next week you might try some of the, the, the wording in the offer. The next week you might change the marketing and the way that it's coming to you. The next week you might change the pricing. If you try to make too many significant changes all at once, you're not going to be able to understand what 
the difference was because you won't be able to pinpoint, was it this or was it this, okay? Was it A, B or C if you change A, B and C all at once? So make sure if you are making changes that you just try and do incremental things and then make sure that you're working the marketing to deliver the, the audience to it so that then that way you can test and see where it is. Where is it that they're dropping off? If you have a, fan, a Facebook ad campaign, and you are getting clicks to your pages. So let's say your clicks are around two or $3 to get to that page, but then no one's booking. You've got a hundred clicks and not someone's booking. Then you know the changes need to happen on the page. Let's say you, you're running an ad and you're getting no clicks. Well, then you know that the problem lies with the ad. Okay, and that's where it needs to be changed. If you're finding that people are filling out your form, but then they're not following on and they're not actually booking, then it's something to do with your follow-up process afterwards. That's the issue. Okie dokie. So there's a few different elements here and you need to make sure that you look in and you're regularly reviewing things and making little tweaks and changes so that you can see where the drop off is, where it's not connecting with people and where they're deciding that you're not the photographer of them or maybe it's just too hard for them. Okie dokie. Again, you can always get a friend to walk through the entire process and test it for you and you can see where they get frustrated, where they're not understanding things and then you can make changes based on their recommendations. And I would say to you is to get a few different people to look at it. Now, be careful with who you're getting to ask to look at it because oftentimes then the people will go, oh, well, I wouldn't do this, you know, and you don't want to get any negative feedback. So make sure you get your cheer squad, the people that will give you honest and beautiful feedback, but, you know, that will give you constructive feedback, not the people that will never, ever be interested and will only choose to, like, you know, give you really negative feedback. We don't want those people in your world. So we want to make sure we avoid asking them for their opinions. But also too with this is you might go back to your clients and the ones that have actually booked and ask them why they booked and ask them if there was anything along the journey that made them decide to book with you. That's always a good way of reviewing things as well. So it doesn't necessarily need to be reviewing the live campaigns. It can also be reviewing the process that the successful ones. Okay. So often just finding out from a client, Hey, why did you decide to book with me? How did you find the process of walking through my website? Is there anything that you can suggest that I might change? Was there anything that maybe made you think twice? Is there ways that I can improve that? Okay. So often doing that little exercise, I know it can feel a little bit cringy, but your personal brand clients, they're business clients too. Okay. They get it. So they're going to be more than willing to help you because they understand and they would love if you did the same thing for them in their business. So please make sure that you don't be afraid to ask the people who successfully already bought with you and get their feedback because that can be a great way to be able to review all of your campaigns, your processes, your sales pages, everything so that you can figure out what it is that ticked and what worked. <laughs> Now, the last reason why I think that your personal brand sessions might not be selling for you right now is are you seeing things through to the end? Okay, now we all are guilty of this where we get shiny objects coming in front of us and we go chasing the new best thing and we're not sticking with the thing that we've spent time creating. Okay, now my example of this is fantastic because I did stick with it. Those Christmas campaigns I went on to run for six, six years and they were significant in my business in terms of the growth every single year that I ran it. 
Akidoki. So I didn't give it up because it didn't work as well as I'd hoped the first time. Each time I kept going back and doing this process of reviewing, figuring out new on-ramps to be able to make it work better. And then I kept going, Akidoki. And I'm going to say this to you. If you are running any kind of campaign, so particularly one of these ones where you might have an offer that just runs for a week or maybe it's for a month or something like that and you have a special price or you have a special offer or something like that just because you don't get any sales or shoots or sessions booked or as many that you want in the first couple of days or weeks of that campaign doesn't mean it's a flop and you should give up on it okay I see way too many people doing this and it really frustrates me The best sales are always made at the final minutes, in the final last hours and on the final days. Okie dokie. Always this proves to be right for me. Anytime I run campaigns, it's always at the very start, I get a a drizzle. I might get a couple in in the middle of it, but it's always in the final day. So you need to make sure that you are consistent with your posting, with your reminders, with your emails and keep going right through to the bitter end because it's very easy to give up and get deflated if you don't get the results early on. But it's the people who persevere right to the very end that get the, the get the best results. Think about all those people that you've, you've heard about, you know, in the movies, you know, people who were chugging away at their acting careers for 20, 30 years before they get a break and then they get a significant break and then all of a sudden they're everywhere and they're all in the big blockbusters but they have been working away at it for years before that. Your campaigns are sort of the similar to this, right? I'm not suggesting you need to run something for 30 years. That's not, not at all. But you do need to think about this in the long game and you do need to put in the hard yards in order to be able to win the, win the rewards at the end. But if you can find one campaign and you can keep perfecting it or find one offer or one sort of style of shoot or one landing page, whatever it is that works for you, if you can find that one thing that works, then you just hit on scale and then it can just keep delivering and delivering and delivering for you, okay? So please don't feel like you are giving a failure if it's not working from the get-go. Keep working and massaging it until it gets better, until the results get better. Now, obviously, there's going to come a point where there's there's only so much massaging you can do and you might need to look at it. You might need to like, get some guidance from somebody else or you might need to you know, look at getting some systems or something from somebody else if it's not working for you right now. But you might also just need to keep working. Okay, so it's up to you to decide when you've exhausted an offer, but you need to keep digging deep. Have I done everything that I can to drive traffic to this? Have I improved the sales pages or the the wording? Have I made the offer clear? Have I spent enough time sort of testing and measuring different things and tweaking things enough? And am I talking to the right audience? You know, all these questions that you need to ask yourself, okay? in order to make sure that it's working for you. But you've spent so much time working on this offer, working on this experience, you know, creating this product. I don't want to see you throw it away to go and follow what somebody else is teaching. Okay, the next best thing, because no matter what the ads are telling you, there is no quick fix. There's no you know, what works for somebody else is not necessarily exactly going to work for you. So you need to take a little bit of time to develop a system and nurture a way that's going to work for you and your community. 
because my community is not the same as yours, okay? So even though I, I'm gonna teach you ways that you can work and I'm gonna teach you strategies that will work, it's up to you to meld them and develop them and make them work in a way that feels congruent to you. Okie dokie. Now, I hope that this has been helpful to you. I know that this episode was jam-packed with a lot of information, but I wanna see you have to success. That's what's really important to me. So sometimes it's just a simple tweak Sometimes it is a little bit of an overhaul, but I want to make sure that you are firing on all cylinders, that you're excited to work with people who will want to work with you too. And let's work to make it easier for them to be able to find you, to say yes to you, to afford you and to have a beautiful experience and a long working relationship with you going forward. I'll see you next week, my friend. 